So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. My information is for everybody. Now, ladies, I know you're out there listening because you're 80% of my social media followers, which is over 700,000. Let's build your entrepreneurship voice together on this show. People, don't let change scare you. I'm here to educate you because it's time to put your dreams into action. Money Making Conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success. I interview industry decision makers, CEOs, small business owners, and celebrities so you can learn the secrets of success. It's just time to get focused. Now, just let everybody know, welcome. This is Monday. This is my last live show of the year. Today is my last because next Monday will be Christmas, and the Monday after that be New Year's. So you know I'm not working on those days. My guests are this show today, another outstanding lineup of individuals who will be sharing secrets and giving you guidance and giving you tips on how to be successful will be Layla Ali, new host of OWN's daytime Emmy winning series, Homemade Central, Larry Smith, the first ever African-American licensed medical marijuana cultivation farm in Clark County, Nevada. My girl Sherry Riley, she's on the call right now. She's been my first guest up. She's a life strategist and the winner of the 2017 African American Literary Award for Self-Help Book of the Year. And Laura Foods out of D.C., from bankruptcy to businesswoman, she'll be providing free tax and financial advice as she is a licensed tax professional because it's the end of the year. We all need our help so we can get that first quarter right. So if you miss me today, don't worry about it. Check me out on my Facebook page, Money Making Conversations. You can catch me on iHeartRadio Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Synergy Radio Network. If you guys ready, I'm ready. She's on the phone, correct? RJ, cool. My first guest is a wife, mother, daughter, entrepreneur, empowerment speaker, life strategist, and author of the new book, Exponential Living, Guide to Making the Most Out of Your Life, Not Just Your Work Life. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Sherry Riley. Thank you, thank you. Good afternoon. <laughs> Sherry, Sherry, I'm so happy you're on the show. Now, can, 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 can I give people your real bio? Uh, I want to give you your real bio. Can, <laughs> you have a minute? Because people need to know. So when you come on my show, I try to give people, and I'm so excited to have you on the show. Because, you know, we've been, we've, been, we've been following each other on LinkedIn and social media, so I'm well aware of your brand. And I just want to let everybody know 
a little bit more about you other than that little one sentence that I gave you. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's Sherry Riley, uh, as uh, stated by Rashawn McDonald. The facts. Sherry Riley is a wife, mother, daughter, and entrepreneur. And we all know this is not easy, but she's discovered how to make it simple. As an empowerment speaker and life strategist, she works with busy individuals like me and how to make choices that lead to less stress, more clarity, and inner peace. Boy, do I need that. Riley is a founding partner of John Maxwell's global coaching, speaking, and teaching team and serves as John Maxwell's President's Advisory Council. She has served as a personal development coach of record for Steve Harvey's Radical Success Institute. She has been the keynote speaker at Steve Harvey's Act Like a Success Conference, Prudential's Leadership Forum, CVS Health, the NBA Wise Behind the Bench Conference, the National Black NBA Association Leadership Retreat, Atlanta's Tributes Moving Your Business Forward Conference, and the Walker's Legacy Foundation Power, Power 50 Brunch, just to name a few. She's a columnist for BlackAmericaWeb.com, that's Tom, that's Tom Joyner, and RollingOut.com, which is based in Atlanta, and she's been a columnist for BlackEnterprise.com. She's a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority. <laughs> <laughs> and she has served on the host committee, advisory board, and board of directors for the California Women's Conference, the YM YWCA of Greater Atlanta, the Bronzeland Film Festival, which I've had three movies in, thank you very much, and the Georgia Entertainment Gala, just to name a few. She loves to read, exercise, travel, and spend time with her husband and her two daughters. Ladies and gentlemen, now! Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, <laughs> Sherry Riley. <laughs> Sherry. I'm tired. I need to go to bed now. That's Sherry, all. Sherry. You know, because I, I was going through everything, you know, because I've, I've never done that before. But when I was just reading your bio, it, it just flowed in such a, 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 just a natural state. And I went, you know, sometimes when you, you know, you, you put people out there, and I always tell people, your goal in life is for your resume and who you are to actually meet. And when I read your bio, I, I felt that. And I said, you know something, I, if she don't mind, I want to read it. Because usually, you know, usually it gets read when, the, when, the, when they give you, uh, you know, a key to the city. And they put all that stuff on there, and the person who's reading it really can't read. And it'd be like, mm -hmm. the, for 10 minutes, you just standing up there going, Lord, I hope they heard it. I hope they didn't put everything in my bio on there. And they did. you just standing up there just going, this is the longest day of my life. It's supposed to be my happiest moment, but it's the longest day of my life. So, Sherry, that is my key to the city, money-making conversation. I'm giving it to you, Ms. Riley. Welcome to my show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here having this and, and you see my energy's up because, you know, I've, I've listened over the course of the weeks and I know the last couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. Your guest came on with a little low energy, so my energy is up. I'm ready. Well, good. Well, let's talk about, you know, I want to talk about a couple of things, but, of course, we want to talk about your book, Exponential Living. I read the book so we can really talk, and that's one thing I always want. If anybody on Facebook want to make a comment or deliver a comment so we can answer a question or any questions throughout the show, please do go to Money Making Conversation, at Money Making Conversation, and you can leave a question. Now, you young Kentucky girl came on down to Atlanta, got in the music industry, and that basically tells me a lot about you because you didn't allow your surroundings to limit who you could be. Let's start there. Why not? Very true. Well, one, my dad. I mean, my dad always said to me, Sherry, love, find what you love to do and you'll never have to work. Right. And that just set in me. And I've always loved sports. I've always loved music, entertainment. Right. 
and I've always loved business. Mm-hmm. And so when I was about 15 years old, I just, I really um, had this idea that I wanted to work in the entertainment industry, uh, but I'm going to date myself. Because mm-hmm. when I was 15, there was no entertainment industry in Atlanta. Right. There was no Google, no cell phone. So mm-hmm. the only thing me and my family knew about entertainment was Soul Train. <laughs> right, absolutely, absolutely. So, so, so if you go date me, well, I'm, I'm in that dating club, so you can stop talking all that. I'm going to stop you right now, Sherry, okay, on this dating. Because, see, first of all, I will tell people, you have to get older to have an experience. And you have to yes. get older to have a value. So, so look here, the, the cell phone is less than 10 years old. Okay, let's go with iPhone. Yes. That's the 10 years old. So wow. I don't know how much dating you're trying to do because 10 years ago, you know, it didn't even exist. It just becomes such a part of our life. It makes us feel like it's been with us 20 and 30 years. But it's only been around with us 10 years because that's when on the iPhone, it's when Hillary Clinton announced her presidency when she was running the, for the first time against President Barack Obama. So, so wow. I'm going to stop that conversation because I, I brought you on the show, and this is positive because of the fact that your resume, like I told you, has, has reached a point in life when you talk, people need to be listening because you're the truth. You're not making up anything. Your experiences, yes. and that's what I took away from your book, was that exponential living because your experiences were real, and then you say, you don't believe me? Let me go grab some people that you might know and let them share exponential living advice to you so you can let people know that what I'm talking about is real. So now we got that dated conversation out the way, <laughs> let's start the show right. I brought Sherry Riley on this show to change people's lives. I brought Sherry Riley on this show because guess what? When she stands up in front of a room, people look at her because they need to be focused. They need to have a path to success. That's why I got you on the show. Well, you know what? You just said it's so real because that is exactly was my intention. Is I wanted this to be real. I mm-hmm. wanted the message to be because I started this journey trying to help myself. Absolutely. Like this was all about I needed help. I was you know when I resigned from a faith records, I was burnt out. I was miserable. My hair was falling out. Mm-hmm. I had this amazing career. I had this amazing life. Mm-hmm. I was doing everything I wanted to do. Right. But I was just it, living in this narrow percentage of who I was. And so that was the intention in the book. I didn't want theory. I didn't want to give someone some research group. I genuinely wanted you to see, here's the journey, and here's some other people that have experienced the journey. And guess what? None of us are special. You can do this, too. Mm-hmm. You can do this, too. And that was the intent of the book. Now, you said that the book is not about work-life balance. Explain that to me. Right, because what I found is balance is this elusive idea that we really can't accomplish. And so many of us are trying to accomplish balance, right? We're trying to balance work and family, and we're trying to balance our philanthropic endeavors, our community endeavors. Right. And the reality is that doesn't exist. If I'm in L.A. speaking and my daughter's in Atlanta and she's sick, Mm -hmm. balance says I can pick her up. No, no, what really exists is full life integration. Mm-hmm. We have to stop making everything equal because it's not, and we have to start figuring out how do we integrate our family? How do we integrate dating if we're single? How do we integrate advancing on the career ladder? 
how do we integrate being an entrepreneur but still being active in our community? Right. And when we look at it that way, and when I help my clients look at it that way, first of all, it removes the guilt of this unrealistic idea of balance. Mm-hmm. And then it allows us to have more realistic expectations of what we can do. And so many women, there's the guilt of, oh, my God, I'm not spending enough time with my family. And then for many men, they share that same guilt of if I'm out here working and I'm not with my family. But when you focus on the quality of the time, right. the quality of the time, right. it removes that guilt. Now, let me ask you this. This is really interesting because... You know, you're, you're a speaker, and sometimes when you go in a room and, and you see all these people and there's and it's hope and there's direction. So when you're introduced on stage in front of a room full of strangers, what is your top three things that you're trying to accomplish, or top one thing that you're trying to accomplish when you immediately um, set the stage for uh, delivering your, uh, your motivation or your empowerment moment? This answer is going to probably surprise you. <laughs> The, when I first step on that stage, the first thing I want that audience to do is to actually go, wow, this is going to be worth my time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because our time is our most valuable asset. Right. And so in, in that first 30 to 60 seconds, that first you know 90 seconds, I need to make the audience feel that if I sit here and pay attention to her, she is going to give me something that is going to allow me to make a decision that's going to help me. And right. this is not going to be a waste of my time. Right. That is the most important thing for me when I hit that stage. And, and, and so now, now the wow. Now the wow, you know, okay, because that's, that's very key. You know, being a performer, stand-up comic, I understand, you know, when people say, Rashawn McDonald, give her a couple of credits, I want that applause, and I stand there. I have to. Del- I have to at least let them know I'm not afraid, and I think yeah. that that's that's important because a lot of people don't understand that. You know, like anything, you can sense when somebody's unorganized. You can sense when somebody is delivering something that's not has no value to you. So when we come back, Sherry, Sherry, I want you to hold that thought because when we get into the book, I want. To, well, I want. To, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all over the book. Now I'm gonna go back and talk to Junior. You know, James Lopez. You know, I want to talk about <laughs> your, your moments with you. I was just letting you know, I read your book now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because of the fact that on page 275, when you start talking about faith, that book, that chapter right there, I read three times. And so, because it's a different type of faith that you was talking about. So when you come back, yeah. we have more with Sherry Riley. She's going, Rashawn McDonald read my book. Woo! <laughs> Hi, I'm back. This is Rashawn McDonald. On the phone, I have the author of Exponential Living, uh, Sherry Riley. Sherry, are you still there? I am. Okay, Sherry, let's talk about some of the celebrities or influential people that you brought into the book that I felt uh, made an impact because it validated basically the message that you're trying to get out to everyday people. Uh, and uh, several of them I knew, you know, <laughs> which is a, which is a good thing. I, and some of them like James Lopez. When you when I read about James Lopez, James Lopez used to be a le- record label exec. Now he's with Will Packer. If you know Will Packer, Will Packer has done all the ride along movies. He did the movies with Steve and I said myself, Think Like a Man and Think Like a Man Too. Very influential uh, movie and TV producer in Hollywood. Graduated from FAMU. And now James Lopez is is, is running all his films. His films. Uh, at, 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 um, and also involved with uh, Clint Culpepper, who's the president of Screen Gems. And it was interesting that when you brought him in the book, why was it important to bring a person like James Lopez, which is an everyday person, 
into your book to talk about exponential living? Because so many of us are afraid of transition. So many of us are afraid of the reality is that we've accomplished a goal and it's okay to have a whole nother goal. Mm -hmm. And James so represented transition. I mean, as you know, he was a vice president at a record label. Mm -hmm. um, he accomplished that at the highest level, but he also wanted to get into film, mm -hmm. which is, though the industries are both entertainment, they're very different, very different mm -hmm. social influence, very different skill set. And so over a five-year period, he did the behind-the-scenes work that no one knew about, reading scripts, learning how to read scripts. Mm -hmm. And he did the work, so by the time he got the opportunity, in his mind, he had already been doing the job. And I wanted people to hear that story. I wanted people to understand that you can reach high levels of success in your area and then decide, I want to do something else. I've been a successful corporate executive. Now I want to run a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And we can do that. But so many people I come across, they absolutely dread getting up on Monday because they've been somewhere for 10 years too long because they're too afraid of transition. And I needed people to hear James' story. And that was very important. So when you when you take a person like him, because he's he's more aligned to everyday person, because he's a corporate person, you know, nine to five person. And I do know James because James sold did the ringtone deal for Steve and I back when mm -hmm, we was on mm -hmm. radio in Los Angeles. So I do know James. Okay, and I watched him make that transition. And, and then, he's a father. And he's a father, right? Yeah. He's a father. He's mm -hmm. a husband. I needed people to see that here was that complete story corporate executive and parent and husband. And then I, then I love the, the fact you brought in Junior Bridgman, who's an athlete. <laughs> yes. You know, an athlete. Yes. You know, this is the story. This is the athlete. You all hear about the bankruptcy stories. But you don't hear about the, the Junior Bridgmans of the world who own over 195 franchises in a predominant amount of Wendy's. You know, Wendy's, he the man in Wendy's. You know what I'm saying? And so you bring him in because that gives you a guy who's, who's, who's up that corporate ladder. Who's, he is truly the entrepreneur. And yeah. when we see it, he's, he took his seed money, which is that, which was that athletic career, and turned it into an entrepreneurship career. Why was he important to your book? Well, and with Junior, and here's the key, he played at a time when they didn't have those million-dollar contracts. Absolutely. Right? He was a six-man, right? too. He wouldn't even start. He was a six-man. He man. wasn't even a starter. He was a six-man. And, and so it was key with his story because I'm a woman of faith. I don't push my faith on anyone. Um, but I knew his story of faith, and mm -hmm. I knew how adamant he was about representing this, you know, a man of faith. And with the, the principle, the courage to be faithful, it's about healing. Most people thought it was about, like, faith mm -hmm. from a Christian standpoint, but it really was about the healing. And I wanted to really tell his story of how he had to stand in these very courageous places and really grow through the process mm -hmm. of being where he is now. I mean, he's almost a billionaire, right? Mm -hmm. you know, he has the private planes. He has all of that. But when you meet Junior, as you know, mm -hmm. he is just as down the earth every day. Like, if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. Right. And so I wanted people to see, here's this story that they think they know, but I needed them to go behind the veil and really understand how he really every day makes decisions based on courage, and that courage comes from his ability to stand in the power of his own personal faith. Cool. And I wanted to, you know, before, one last person I got to bring up is the, the Usher relationship. Because that was important yes. because it reminded me so much of a decision I had to make with Steve way back in 93, 94. 
and so I want people, I want you to share everybody your story so I can show everybody a comparative story to let everybody know decisions like that are being made every day and you need to join the club, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these are unique decisions. So please tell them yeah. your story about Usher and then I'm going to tell them my story about Steve Harvey and guess what? Both of them are going to sound similar. They were tough decisions, but they were decisions we had to make. Yes, so I, when I started at LaFace Records, Usher was a 15-year-old unknown. Like, no one knew him. He was in the midst of trying to record an album. His voice was changing. Mm -hmm. He had this acne. And so when I got there, the record label didn't know what to do with him. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't a priority in any way, in no shape, form, or fashion. Mm -hmm. People wouldn't even listen to me when I would talk about him in the meetings. And so for me, coming from Kentucky, Midwestern girl, I had a dream. Here's mm -hmm. this kid. He had a dream. Mm -hmm. And so we really bonded in really building his career. It was me, him, and his mom that really spearheaded the work to mm -hmm. really launch him as an artist. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so there was this trust factor that he had for me as his marketing executive, as his friend. And you know, Rashad, you have to have those key people you trust when you're an artist. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and that was critical. And for him, he was at this point an 18-year-old, still a kid. But for me, I knew my time at LaFace was over. Mm -hmm. And so I had to make the really tough decision that in launching my business, that I would not work with Usher, that he would not be a client, mm -hmm. which was bananas because, you know, when you're launching a business, you're supposed to leave with a great client, which he would have been a great client. Right. But I knew he needed my friendship more than my marketing expertise. I knew that he needed someone solid in his corner. Mm -hmm. And so I made the decision not to work with him. And, you know, that's hundreds of millions of dollars that I passed up. Absolutely. Um, but it was the right decision because that was so integral for him to go from child star to grown man who's now an icon. Because in that journey, if I had remained a part of his team, I would have been one of the many. Everyone in his world works with him. Right. He had nowhere to go to just be him. Right. And so we had those tough conversations when a lot of these child stars transition and they don't have anyone that's rooted in who they are as a man or a woman, and they make really challenging decisions that the public is, then gets to see. Well, with Usher, I used to say to him all the time, I'm more concerned with you the man than you the brand. And so I was able to stand in a place in his life where he could make really solid decisions because he had someone in his corner who wasn't making money, who mm -hmm. genuinely loved him. Mm -hmm. And it was, for me, as a businesswoman, it was a very tough decision because, you know, I, I, there was m money that was left on the table. But for me as a woman and as a person, it has been priceless. Our relationship right. has been priceless. And then here, what, 20, almost 25 years later, he writes the foreword that really shares the journey of why the message of exponential living is so important. Awesome. Now, that was fantastic. Now let me share my little bitty story because it's very similar to that. Because in '94, you know, Steve and I was on ABC's Me and the Boys. Um, show was a, a hit on ABC, but ABC canceled the show. And so uh, I always tell people that Robert Townsend rescued my writing career and brought me on Parenthood, and that enabled me to become an independent writer. Steve brought me into television as a sitcom writer. 
But Robert Townsend saved my career because he gave me a, it, was, it allowed me to diversify. I wasn't under Steve's umbrella. Very similar to what you just said with Usher. Now, when Steve came back on TV with the Steve Harvey show, that was a tough decision for me to make. Do I stay independent and try to build my resume? And try to build my resume. This is important. Or go back under the Steve Harvey umbrella, which would have been my only credit. And that decision I made was to say, I'm going to trust Rashawn McDonald. Just like you went, I'm going to trust Sherry Riley. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out there and you go, Rashawn, you probably cost yourself hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. But I also wanted to build a brand. And even back then when the word brand wasn't being thrown out there, you understood that you had to, you had to build who you were first. And by building who you were first, there's a higher level of respect in your relationship, which is going to carry you a lot further. Same thing with Steve. Then many years later, 2000, I started managing him, and the rest is history. But I started managing him because he saw the work that I had accomplished without him. That's why yeah. sometimes you got to say no before you say yeah. yes. If you got to uh, step away in order to get the respect. And when you look at my resume, and I'm able to step away from him now, you look at my resume, a body of work is not just a body of work of just Steve Harvey. It's a body of work. It's a career. And so when I look at Sherry's career, while I'm excited to have her on the show, her body of work is a career. You know, when you start looking like Ludacris, Will Packer, Boris Kojo, Eric Parker, you know, Daryl Griffin, the, the king of dunk from Louisville, yes. you know, Peerless Dr. Price Dr. out of the University of yes. Tennessee, first round draft pick, come on now, came yes. from Buffalo all the way down to Atlanta to catch them rise up. That's yes. the people on your resume. <laughs> That's just a few of those people on your resume. That's why I know it's important that we keep building this relationship like that. Yes, and, and and that was so key, oh, you know, on the back end, because Usher tried for five years for me to still work with him, mm -hmm. and it, he finally, one day, he finally got it, and it was probably like 10 years later, and it was just what you said. He was like, Sherry, the one of the reasons I have so much respect for you, beyond just our personal relationship, is exactly what you said. He was like, you have never stood on my name to accomplish anything. He was like, and you of all people could. He was like, you're the one person that mm -hmm. could. He said, but you never have. And he was able to see the work that I put into just being a woman of integrity. And, and that was what was so key for me. Is I really wanted to always in this, you know, extremely challenging entertainment industry mm -hmm. to always stand for integrity. And that's why something you said at the very beginning of this call means everything to me. And you said your body of work truly represents who you are. That's true. And that, Rashawn, that was what I committed to, just being, you know, like I said, with my dad and his impact, is in this entertainment industry, I always wanted my integrity to walk in the door before I did, and my body of work to then represent that. And so, thank you for that, because you, not even knowing it, <laughs> you said something so powerful for me, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you, and that's why I read your body of work. Because you're more than an intro, you're a body of work. And when you're striving to let people understand, why does this young lady talking to me? Why does Rashad McDonald have her on the show? Because of her body of work. A lot has affected me. It is it's a body of work that I can share a story that's very similar to her change. And that's a lot. 
you know, when you can start just walking in the room and you affect so many people, that means that when you're communicating with people, you have an open understanding of how they can be successful too. That's why I wanted you on the show. Uh, tell people how they can reach out to you to get the Exponential Living book because I'm going to have you on back on the show in 2018, and I've already had a side conversation that we're going to talk during the Christmas break. <laughs> yes, and I'm looking so forward to it. I am, my website is SherryRiley.com, S-H-E-R-I-R-I-L-E-Y. Mm -hmm. That's also my social media handles, Instagram and Twitter, SherryRiley.com. And the book is available everywhere, ebook, audiobook, and hardcovers are sold. So you can get it on audiobook okay, cool. for all of us busy individuals that are integrating, um, and as well as ebook for those of us who want the, the digital version. And then every, you know, Barnes & Noble, anywhere where hardcovers are sold. Um, and thank you so much. I, I've definitely appreciated this conversation and looking forward to our face-to-face -face before the top of the year. Yeah, I'm going to invite you by the house so you can meet my wife, you know, and uh, bring your husband. And uh, we're going to have fun. This is going to be long-term, Sherry. I really appreciate I you. It. Go make money together in 2018. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on the show. Money Mikey Conversation will be right back. Layla Ali. I've seen Layla Ali since the Parkers when she had those boxing gloves on. Layla Ali. Money Making Conversation. Be right back. Rashawn McDonald. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm back. She's on hold. Let me get right to her. My next guest is a wife, mother, the daughter of the greatest, Muhammad Ali. She's also an undefeated world boxing champion and fitness expert, a cookbook author, and the host of Homemade Simple on OWN Network. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Layla Ali. Hello. How you doing, Ms. Ali? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? Well, you know, I, I see you on TV. You stay on TV, which is a good thing. And I, 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 Every time I see you, I say, this girl is talented. You have a personality <laughs> that's so engaging. And so you have this new show. And I, you know, I went online. I watched eight episodes of it. Wow. I'm going to tell you something. You eight. Know, eight episodes. And, 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 and first of all, before I started just babbling about the show, tell everybody from your perspective what is home made simple. Two, three words, home, that's what yes. you're talking about, well, and this is the word made, simple, where she's the host, and it's on the Oprah Winfrey Network. It's on Saturday at 9 a.m. Yes, yeah, so Homemade Simple, the show, has actually been on for uh, six seasons. This yes, is the seventh mm -hmm. season. I'm the new host, so what we do is we go into people's homes. People who are very deserving, there's always like a backstory there that we share uh, now with me being the host. And uh, I go in there with a the designer and a carpenter, and we make over a room for them and surprise them. And I also get in the kitchen, kitchen with them and show them how to cook um, some recipes, some wholesome recipes for their family. So it's been a lot of fun. So the show went from half an hour to an hour, which gives us more time to actually share some of the amazing stories of the cast of the people that are on the show. Okay, as a fan, as a producer, let me tell you what I loved about the show. First of all, you know, they, the show have you crying in the beginning. You know, they, they set it up by introducing you to the family, the worthy family. And, you know, that that approach is really cool because it, it, it got me hooked. You said, Rishon, eight episodes. 
Well, guess what? Right. You hooked me. Okay. You got, you got me hooked. You know, you meet the family. I met the family, young lady with the colon cancer. Uh, the, 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 made the, 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 the patio where her husband was dead, where they had all the, all the, the setup all those years. They've been married 49 years, you know. He had died in 2016. Saw that show. I saw the show where, you know, they had the kids and it was homeschooling. They had one bathroom and, you know, the, the kitchen table and everything was the same. I met the, the bacon bits. You know, I saw that show, The Bacon Bits. In each one of these episodes, I enjoyed it because I was engaged with the whole process. And one of the, another reason I enjoyed the show, Layla, was the fact that your, your designers, I know Jonathan's, I think, is consistently on the show, but your designers were different. And it gave, I thought, a good point of view change for you, and I wasn't looking at the same people all the time. Do you think that's, you think that's a key to, 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 to the show as well? Yeah, I definitely think it's nice to switch up the designers because, you know, for the viewers, it, it gives them something different. You don't always know exactly what to expect. Mm -hmm. You have your few constants that you can depend on, but then something changes, you know, along with the people whose homes that we're, we're doing. And we have two carpenters, mm -hmm. um, Jonathan and James, and, mm -hmm. you know, so they switch back and forth. But I think it's nice um, to have different designers with different uh, styles as well, you know, and match them with the right family so they're actually happy with what they get in the end, you know. Yeah, well, I, 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 I thought it was fun because I felt that you would never, you know, not say you would ever get bored, but it was like there was always a different level of communication with these different designers, and it kept your energy up. It kept your curiosity up. And oh, it also, yeah. Oh, you can say it. Mm -hmm. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was saying, oh, yeah, I was just agreeing with you. You know, for me, uh, well, first of all, this is my first season doing the show. Yes, ma'am. So mm -hmm. Every time we went to shoot, you know, I was like, okay, what's this person <laughs> going like? to be like? You know, all the personalities are different, you know. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it makes the show more fun for everybody, I think. And great. Now, there's a couple of things about yourself, you know, in your credit. I wanted to talk about, you know, you know, being a fan of yours. I've known you many years. You did the Parkers with me in the episode when you was boxing. And I've always admired your, 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 your professionalism, for one, which is always amazing. But when I look at your resume now, it's talking about tips on management, managing your time. You know, I see the words wife. I see the mom, daughter of the greatest, fitness expert cookbook author, host of Homemade Simple. Can we talk about, you know, because this show I do money-making conversations by giving people tips to the secrets of success and giving them advice. When you see a person as diverse and multi-layered as you, how do you accomplish all these things and basically stay sane? Well, for me, um, you know, it really is about putting your priorities in order. Mm -hmm. um, we hear that a lot because um, I have a lot of things that I want to do. I also, I also have a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, which I added one more thing, which is called Layla Holly's Lifestyle. <laughs> As you know, it's a lot of work. You know? <laughs> Come on, girl. Now you're dealing can, with. Can you, can you know, get on my show? Can you come on my show, Layla? Come oh my on God. my show. Yeah, now you're dealing with trying to book guests, and, you know, <laughs> changing up the schedule, and you know, editing and all this stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and then I thought, what, what have I done? What have I done now? Um, added one more thing, but I think it really comes down to putting your priorities in order. And for me, it really started with. Um, and I've been doing this since I was very young, mm -hmm. uh, writing out my goals, my short-term goals, my long-term goals, and then from there mapping out the plan and how I plan to get there, and that gets edited and changed along the way. Mm -hmm. And you got to have a good team of people around you because nobody that you see in the public is doing it all themselves because there just simply isn't enough hours in the day, um, and you got to learn how to delegate. You know, So for me, 
like I said, it started with me, though, you know, figuring right. out, because I have to, you get a lot of offers, you get a lot of different opportunities, and right. if you try to say yes to everything, you'll be all over the place. You right. Know? So right. I have to choose the things that I'm passionate about, Right. when the going gets tough and when the work gets hard, I'm passionate enough about it where I'll be willing to do the hard work that it takes, um, because it's not easy, you know, it never is, no, no day is ever easy. Every day I wake up, it's kind of like, oh God, how am I going to get everything done? You know, and I usually don't move on to the next day. That's just a story of my life. But um, for the most part, like I said, just knowing what I want to be passionate about, you know, what my goals are, and uh-huh. checking in with that list, you know, from time to time. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, there can be confusion, and you can be unclear, and you got to cut more things out or add more right. things in, right. you know. So mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how I stay balanced. Now, let me ask you this now. You added the word your podcast. What exactly is your podcast? We kind of brushed through that real quick. So, and what, what, yeah. what platform is it on? Is it, what My podcast is called Layla Ali Lifestyle. It's on Podcast One. There you go. And it's, off, it's also available on iTunes. But mm-hmm. um, pretty much I'm talking about my, like, health, wellness, parenting. You know, it's, it's a holistic wellness, you know, trying to just be... Um, the best that you could possibly be, and it's very broad, you know, so I have a lot of just um, informational and inspirational conversations. Yes, ma'am. Um, and so what I say is I'm on my quest to be the best that I can be, so I'm taking my, my listeners along with me, so I never come off to be, I'm the expert, I know everything, you know, I'm learning along the way. I know a lot more about certain things than the average person, but, you know, it's just a place for people to come and share and grow and you know be inspired so. and that's important and when you when you say those things about you because you have to have information the thing i liked about this whole because you have a book coming out a, a cookbook coming out mm-hmm. in january and then the show this show used to be a half hour and the name of your cookbook is food for life that uh, is that when they added the hour was it part of the plan to bring your cooking in? And then I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to, was that part of the right. plan to have the book come out in January? Because, you know, you're a planner. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I've yeah, known yeah, that I about am, you. You know, you're a planner. Well, you, don't, you don't just run it by accident, Layla. You're not no. an accidental person. Now, no. explain yeah. to people how you put that together. And, and then when we come back from break, we're going to talk about the actual book. But I know you're, you're a strategist. You're a life strategist. Yeah. Explain to people how that worked out. Well, I'm a strategist, and my business partner, Amber Noble Garland, is a strategist. So what happened is I had already been working on this book for a while. There you go. It was, um, it was already slated to come out in January. Mm-hmm. And I took I took a step back. At one time, I was hosting like four different shows, and I was like, you know, I really cannot do the things that I want to do that I'm passionate about, like a book while mm-hmm. I'm hosting all these shows. So I cut back on the TV for about 11 months. Mm-hmm. focus on getting my book done mm-hmm. and then when I was done I looked up and said oh god like I need a platform like I'm not even <laughs> really you know how am I going to sell this book you know I need to get back on TV and I just had a conversation with myself and with God and I was like man bring me an opportunity it's so crazy mm-hmm. a few days later I get you know Amber called me and says you know that I got called a call about possibly doing this show mm-hmm. which I wasn't that familiar with and they actually on season, on the prior seasons, even though it was a thirty minute show, they had some cooking. They, it wasn't always consistent. I don't think with every single show. I'm not yes, really sure about that. Mm-hmm. But they had different chefs come in. It didn't really fit. You know, they kind of pop up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So when they called me to do the show, they weren't even aware that I had a cookbook coming. Wow! Out. So when I was able to tell them, you know, they already thought I'd be the perfect host. But then when Jackpot. Amber was able to tell them, she actually cooks and she actually has a cookbook. They were like, "What? Wow!" That's <laughs> And then, of course, they gave us the opportunity, which was amazing, because it's not always that easy to get networks to let you promote your own personal stuff. 
mm-hmm. they actually were willing and appreciative about, you know, to, to um, I'm sorry, let me say they were actually appreciative that I had the book and willing to uh, let me promote it. So every single episode, you know, I'm handing my book. I know. I know. On their website. I saw eight like, episodes. I you know. Already know. <laughs> you know, as a business person, that's like that's gold. a dream come true. Let's go. Let's go. We come back. We're going to talk about that book, Food for Life. We're going to talk more about Homemade Simple. Layla, I'm proud of you. Thank you for doing my show. We'll be right back. Talk about, you know, because you know I can bake, Layla. I don't know you know about that. But your boy's a baker, award-winning baker. We're going to come back and we'll talk about more. Rashad McDonald and Layla Ali, the greatest. Hi, Rashad McDonald. I'm back on the phone with Layla Ali. So, yeah, she's the author of Food for Life, which is coming out today, January 28th of uh, 2018. I'll uh, be hitting bookstores. I'll be wanting a banner from you, Layla, so I can put it on my social media. 80% of my social media followers are female, and I'm sure they will be fans of your cooking. I, I post baking pictures all the time on my social media. So, food is a big thing on my social media platform. So, please engage yourself in my world when that book comes out, okay? Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, because, uh, so tell us about, you know, because I've seen you cook on the show. And uh, the thing I like about it is that you seem like a natural. seem like you're not stumbling around in the kitchen. You know, some people you can just look at them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You see some of these shows go, you know, you're just doing this show because they gave you the job. You can right. cook. You can cook. Now, you can straight out cook. <laughs> because, you know, you do, you know, you throw some salt in there. Throw, you know, you want these people don't measure everything. You just know by feel. That's a cook. You yeah. know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I've been cooking since I was about nine or ten years old. <laughs> she don't um, tell the so truth. So you get kind of, yeah, you get kind of comfortable in the kitchen, you know, <laughs> when you've been cooking for that many years. So yes, I definitely. That's why I was able to go on Food Network on Chopped and win a couple times and all that because, trust me, with the pressure that's on you when you're cooking in a cooking competition, serious competition, two times. You're don't, don't, don't 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 just blow past that so quick. You were celebrity champ twice. Okay. <laughs> And I know about well, that competition show. That's not an easy show to win, you know what I'm saying, no, because they put a lot of impromptu things, and they also ask you to get out of your comfort zone on certain 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 episodes of cooking things like that. You have to, oh, yeah. and you pulled you're it off twice. And that, and definitely I, out of your comfort zone because you don't know what your what your ingredients are, and you're not in your own kitchen. And then there's only a certain amount of certain items, so you might have something all planned out, and then somebody else took something you need, and you, gotta, <laughs> you know you got to do it. You start over. That alone is. It's very mental. A lot of people, you got to be mentally strong. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't just know how to cook because all kinds of sorts of things happen, you know, that'll throw you off. But um, it's a, it was a lot of fun. But, yeah, I've been cooking for, for a long time. And the thing is, is that my cooking has changed over the years. And I think just being an athlete, being a, a mom and knowing what I know about nutrition, um, I try to take the foods that I love, that other people love, and make them healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not always, you know... Trust me, it's easy. It's easy to just cook with a bunch of butter and a bunch of just putting whatever you want in the food and make it taste good. You know, so okay. you know you got to compare. That's me later. That's me now. I'm just. Well, you know, because you bake, but that's I, different. I'm high blood pressure king right here, girl. I'm high. Oh blood. Lord. <laughs> I, you know, the thing is, I don't bake. That's one thing because baking, as you know, is a real science to it, and you got to have your measurements right and yeah. all that kind of thing. Yeah. And I taught myself how to cook, so baking. I mean, you can teach yourself how to bake, but it's much easier when you have somebody show you some some basics, some basic pointers and things like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I've never, and thank God I don't know how to bake because I love baked goods. So if I knew how to bake, boy, I would just be about 400 pounds. 
Well, you know, the thing, <laughs> I, but I'm just tell you, so, you know, even like you said, like I use non-salt butter, okay, non-salt mm -hmm. butter. I use 2% milk. So, mm -hmm. you know, I try to put that, but it, it doesn't even change the taste of the food. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so, right. so when I hear you, I'm good, joke, I that's joked that's earlier, started. but I also understand what you're saying is that you can bake tradition. You can, you know, you can, you can, you don't have to ride out that, that, you know, that old, you're going to die when you're 40 recipes, you know what I'm saying? Because of the fact that you just piling that grease in, putting that lard in that, in that, in that, in them greens and all that stuff. So when you say, Make it a little bit healthier. Like I just gave a couple of examples of 2% milk. I gave a couple of examples of no salt butter. What example of moving your, your recipes to a healthier format but still maintaining the goodness of it and food for well, life? Yeah, what I normally do is, is just there's just some basic items that are just um, things that I would stock the pantry with. So I have healthier oils that I would cook with. So uh, mm -hmm. coconut oil, avocado oil, grapeseed oil. Um, there's so many different oils that you can cook with at a high temperature. You can bake with them. You know, coconut oil has a very distinct flavor. Right. So it does change the flavor of certain things. So some people would, would not want it. But depending on what you're using for your spices or your seasoning, you can cover it up and mask it really well. Mm -hmm. But just things like that, um, different flours, you know, rice flour, almond flour, coconut flour, you know, quinoa flour. And then, then there's ways that you can mix them where you can really... Um, you know, get the textures that you need. I add, I do a lot of additives, like in my kids' meals, for example, like mm -hmm. if I'm making spaghetti, um, you know, and, I'm, if, I, and I, if I have, you know, I don't have a lot of time, I'm not always going to just make my sauce fresh, but I can get a really good organic sauce, and then I can take vegetables and roast them really quickly, and then I'll blend them in mm -hmm. my blender and then put them into the sauce so that the sauce actually has a lot more fresh vegetables in it, and I'm talking about like zucchini, right. you know, your onion, your celery, your garlic, all these things that, you know, kids aren't going to eat a lot of, but they need the nutrition from it. Right. I'll even take ground flaxseed and put it in things that I do bake, mm -hmm. and put it in, like, you can you can put that in your taco meat. They want, it goes undetected, just to have that extra fiber to keep us using the bathroom like we need to, so we don't get clogged <laughs> yeah, up. There's little things hey, like that. Hey, I'm over 50. I know about that conversation. Right, right. And then I just stay away from, you know, if I'm making mac and cheese, um, mm -hmm. even though I know some people like to add, you know, a can of cheese soup or things like that, I try to stay away from, you know, adding canned items and things with a lot of preservatives in them. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. um, so that's all, just kind of bringing it back down to, to the basics and focusing on cooking whole foods and, you know. But like I said, even something as simple as the oils, because a lot of times people don't realize the oils will clog you up. You know, and that's very true. And I, I think that when I look at your book, it's a, you, she's on the cover. It's a beautiful picture. She's wearing white. Food for Life is mm -hmm. on the top. The book comes out January 23rd of 2018. January 23rd. Write that down. The book comes out. That, and so can they pre-order the book now, Layla? Or? Yeah, the book is, yeah, it is available for pre-sale, so people can order it now, but they're not going to get it until the 23rd. And how would they go about? What 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 would what, they go? Amazon. You can go to Amazon. Okay. You can go to Barnes and Noble, and okay, then you cool. just place your order, and then it will it'll let you know. And I'm I'm going to be soon. I'm putting together a pre-sale incentive um, okay. for people who order the book. Okay. They want to send. They'll be sending in their proof of purchase, and I'm gonna provide all that information, and I'm gonna give them my my uh, plan that I'm putting together right now, which is gonna be like a seven day, <laughs> you know, reboot get I this plan. I love you, boy. You are After a planner, girl. You <laughs> Look, after the holidays, everybody's ready to get back in order. So on, you're going to get 
<laughs> including myself. New Year's resolutions come out the book. Be at the top yes. of the line with your resolutions. Now, with that being said, again, when when you get that plan together, reach it there. Tell your PR people to reach out to my PR people so I can support I you that. in my social media because I know you know you're a strategist and you don't win by last minute activity. And you notice know the first yep. year. This is when you're gonna grab people when people are looking for that that opportunity to get their life right. Why not yep. Layla? Why not me? Why not Food for Life? Come on over here. Let me help you out. So let me be. Exactly. Let me let me champion your cause on that. Okay. I will. I definitely will. Appreciate that. No problem. I want to. Uh, we're going to wrap this up right quick. I want to let everybody know. On the phone, Layla Ali. She's the host of Homemade Central. Simple, homemade, simple. It's on the own. That's the Oprah Winfrey Network. It comes on Saturday, 9 a.m. Check her out. It's a great show. I've watched eight episodes this weekend. I binged eight episodes. It's, a, it's just a, the opening of the show when they describe the families is so engaging. And then when Layla shows up with the with the carpenter and the designer, it's so, and they just walk through the whole process because the designer has already met with them. So they, she kind of filling in Layla on the experience before Layla gets there. It's really a cool setup. And as a producer, I went, this is awesome. And then January 23rd, she has a new book out. A cookbook, because she won Chop, Celebrity Chop, twice. <laughs> twice. So she knows what she's doing. She's not just slapping her name on a book. And if you don't think she can cook, watch Homemade Simple. She'll show you she cooks every Saturday. <laughs> Food for Life. Layla, thank you for calling me. A Podcast One, you can hear our show. Podcast One. Layla Ali, thank you for giving me time to let the world know how great you are. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. All the best to you as well, and happy holidays. Y'all. Happy holidays. We talk soon, okay? Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Were you there? Cool. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I want to say hi to my boy, Moses Garcia, Susan Johnson, my boy, RJ, <laughs> Sharon Nickerson, that's my sister, everybody. Moses, you should be in L.A., man. And Susan Johnson, we met in Atlanta briefly during an event. You met uh, Layla Ali. She is amazing. And that book comes out June 23rd, Food for Life. Um, again, watch our show, Homemade Simple, on the OWN Network. That's Oprah Winfrey Network. Every Saturday at 9 a.m. is one hour. My next guest is a strong business sense and leadership qualities that have led him to become a successful capital investor entrepreneur and the first ever I repeat the first ever African-American licensed medical marijuana cultivation farm in Clark County Nevada please welcome to money making conversations mr. Larry Smith hello hello how you doing there boss how you doing Larry come on man yeah, I'm gonna tell you something you in a field that just exploding out there so how did they let an African-American man get in this loop because there's a lot of money being made over there and everything's been cashed and carried. How were you able to get into this area? You got a lot of questions to ask, but I want to get that question off the top. Explain to everyone, because you have some companies that are, some, some states like Colorado that, uh -huh. that, that have passed medical, medical with marijuana. California is another state. And then some states right. say you can't do it. And then you have some athletes, if they take it, they get banned from the league if they smoke marijuana. So you're navigating a, a real tricky course out there, but you're in Nevada. You have a medical marijuana farm. Explain to people what exactly is that when you say a medical marijuana farm. 
So, so um, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. Thank you, sir. Um, You're it's, welcome. An, it's an honor to be on here. And um, and, and uh, we, we we basically filled out the paperwork, man. We we weren't afraid. I mean, they they make it seem like it's so um, such a big task. And and, uh, and and don't get me wrong, it was. But but we filled out the paperwork. We had the capital, the funding to do it ourselves. Yes, sir. And and we and we went ahead and put it in. And and don't be surprised in the next three to five years that, that all 50 states are, are, um, are going on that route. I mean, obviously it's a financial moneymaker for the states mm-hmm. and the counties, mm-hmm. and, and, and we're doing well in Las Vegas so far, in the, in the state of Nevada so far. Awesome. I know that, uh, and I'm going to just tell you, it, Larry is a humble guy when he makes this statement because it is hard because, like, three years ago I was approached about uh, investing in America, mar- medical marijuana, process but then I'm gonna tell you what shot pushed me away the fact that you know banks weren't accepting your money and where you had to make the transactions and it may have changed since then you can educate me because at the time you know banks wouldn't accept the money nope, and if you still, still won't accept it okay nope. cool and so when you made when you went and purchased the marijuana you had to do it in cash you know and so you had to have bodyguards with you to protect you because you got all these large sums of money with you and I was I just felt uncomfortable with that so with a lifestyle like that what, how, how, how are you comfortable with that lifestyle, with those rules? I feel so severe, even though people are making money off of it. Well, uh, you know, it's one of those things that, like, uh, you know, there's certain things that you just have to be very private yes, about. So yes, we sir. don't, we don't carry, we don't carry cash on us, obviously. Yes, sir. Um, and we have a security team. I actually hired. The, 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 the irony about that is, is that I hired ex-metro police officers. That's right. And mm-hmm. SWAT officers. Mm-hmm. And they kind of um, they take care of that for us, but mm-hmm. so it, it's a very that's a you know, just like kind of any other company in, in a certain way. There's certain things you don't want people to know about, so Absolutely. we we just keep we we keep that portion of it very private on, on what we do with the funds. Um, but listen, you know, there's once again there's a big stigma. Like, listen, cash is. Um, you know, you can spend your cash. There's nothing wrong with spending cash. I mean, the, the banks, the banks, uh, you know, the banks, cash um, is king. They don't want it Stop now. Your cash, your cash is still king. Don't, don't get it, you know. But, um, but you know, the banks, um, obviously they have an issue with it now. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of banks that say, you know, that they'll take it and then they, then they, then they close you down once, you, once they realize what's going on. But, um, no, it, that, that's the headache part about this business. Is, yes, sir. Is that, you know, the, 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 you know, how to pay your bills. But, listen, we go into NV Energy, and if the bill is... Seven thousand. We, you know, we might take them seven thousand cash, and they take it. That's the funny part. <laughs> and the, the other irony about it is, when we go pay our taxes, we have to take that to the um, IRS, mm-hmm. and they take it cash. Absolutely. And, and I've seen, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. I'm, I'm just getting started up, but I've seen companies going there with, you know, half a million dollars in taxes. I know, I know, and, 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 and they take it. And that's they, the amazing part of your business because I, I commend you because there's a certain amount of strength and courage because right. first of all, not everybody's allowed to get into the game. And when you get right. in the game, you know, there's a certain way you have to do business and you have to be willing to do the business. And that, that moves right. me to my first question. Tell us about your entrepreneur journey, you know, to where you're at right now, because there's a lot of steps of courage that got you here. Just, just break down some of the barriers that you've had to break down over the years to be able to say, hey, I'm one of the few right now, one of the first right now. So, so you know, being in Nevada, um, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a very interesting state. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, you, you look back at the mob days. Everyone thinks that the mob, you know, they ran the ran the, uh, mm-hmm. the casinos, which which back in the day they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that control. But there were some other people that I felt like really ran the the mob. I felt like more or less the Mormons ran the mob. I mean, the, you know, the casinos uh, mm-hmm. back in the day. It's kind of interesting how Nevada's 
um, shape, um, how it's kind of taken force. But for me, I started off my entre- entrepreneurial spirit very young. I was 16 years old. Yes, sir. I was betting. I was betting sports at 16. That was the, that's the the funny <laughs> thing about it. I was I was literally going at lunchtime. I had some friends whose whose uh, whose father was a professional gambler. So I, I get somehow I got attached to them, and I would leave at lunch, and I would go make sports bets, and. You know, people laugh. Well, you're gambling. I'm like, well, you know, I, I, the way I looked at it is, I, I switched everything up, and I, um, I, I took my. I, it wasn't gambling to me. It was, a, it was a business for me. Yes, sir. I mean, literally, I, I bought my first car from betting sports, mm-hmm. um, and, and I and I went on to create. Um, you know, I, I'm considered probably one of the best um, sports um, handicappers in baseball, wow. probably in the country. Mm. And um, I, I did that just by, by instead of taking it as, looking at it as gambling, I created a business for it. So, for example, I would, I would start my betting on Monday. And mm-hmm. if I started with 10000 on Monday, by the time Sunday reached all the games that I betted, if I had $12,000, I made $2,000 for the week. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. The, and there's very little overhead. Um, and, 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 you know, a lot of people say, oh, you're gambling, you're gambling. But people gamble every day and don't even realize what they're doing. Like, I'm looking at people, like, in Bitcoin right now, and they're putting their money in. And they don't know where it's going. They dude, no dude, dude Larry, 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 slow down, man. Yeah, yeah. Bitcoin. I'm still trying to figure out what people are investing in. Yeah. I don't know. Same what here. I don't know what the, it's, it's, a, it's an imaginary currency. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I put in really quick. I made a couple of hours. I got rice, and now I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so where, 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 is, where, is, where is I know what the Chicago Bulls are going to look like tonight. Right, right, I, right, know, right. I have an right. idea how they're going to be coached. I, I, you have an idea how to rate. I mean, so, so, so people look at things and they say, oh, you're gambling. But if you structure it right, then, 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 I, then you can create a business for yourself. Because really, said, really, let's go and be honest with you. Like you're talking, you pay taxes because you are a business, right. correct? And a lot of people right, treat their stigma like if you're a gambler, that's something bad. But that's a business. And, I, and that's why I wanted you to talk about your entrepreneurship journey because a lot of things that people do that are non-traditional. And that's a non-traditional way to make a living, but right. the government, the government still sitting over there going, "Where my money? Where my money? Right. Where my money?" Absolutely. And if Absolutely. you don't, well, if you don't pay it, they're gonna shut you down. Absolutely. Well, sports betting is a lot different than than I'm um, like, the, like I don't play like craps or blackjack yes, or those type mm-hmm. of deals. Uh, sports betting is a little bit, a little bit differently. Well, we're try, uh, yeah, I guess I would say sports betting is is um, they make a lot of money off of it every year, and um, it's one of those things that's. Um, it's uh, it's taxed. I mean, uh, you know, and, and what I started doing was I started taking my winnings and I started buying houses in my old neighborhood. Yes, and sir. I started rebuilding my neighborhood. Yes, so, sir. So we would take the winnings from that and, and go buy a house in the neighborhood, fix it up, put somebody back in there who used to live in the neighborhood and wow. put it back in the neighborhood. So, Congratulations. So we started, yeah, yeah, thank you. So we started, you know, we started doing it that way. So that way we don't lose the money back. We don't just waste the money. I mean, we're doing something with the money. We're, as Dame Dash was saying, Dame's one of my partners in the cultivation, we, we, we basically flip. We basically take it from one thing and invest in something else. Mm-hmm. There's some, there's mm-hmm. some, and especially in our neighborhoods, we wanted to we want to really clean up our neighborhoods and make our neighborhoods um, um, great again. Now, with that being said, you know, I love the fact that you, first of all, you started at 16. So there was a there was a there was a seed in you. What did, who planted that seed in you to have that empowering ability to say I can do this? I'm a, I'm a unique because that that's important to start at that young age. Who 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 pointed you in the right direction? I'm a, I'll be honest with you. It was the brothers on the corner because mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to go on the corner. I mm-hmm. was like I got to do something different. Mm-hmm. I, I always wanted to do something. Mm-hmm. I saw the reaper. I mean I saw people starting off 
on the block hustling. And, and, and for me, it was like, you know what? That's a dead-end street. Right. Eventually, this a dead-end. Like, you, yeah. know, you just, dead, even dead at the early end. age of 16. For real, yeah, dead-end. For real, yeah, dead yeah, end. You, start, you start seeing these guys. They look good for a minute, and then before you know it, what well, was he at? Oh, he got locked up. Oh, mm-hmm. he died. So mm-hmm. like, you know, so it was like, I don't want to, that, that's, that's like a no-win situation for me. And um, I, I, um, I just I went into the sportsbook when they were my brothers and they and they were betting and I didn't know what I didn't know what was going on so I was you know I, I was playing basketball at the time high school basketball and I looked up and I was like man the Bulls are going to destroy Denver tonight and he was like what and so I he bet it and they the Bulls ended up destroying him that night and so like he was like man you you know you did pretty good yesterday you know, I ended up winning the ticket and so the next day I went with him again and I started picking just little little subtle things that I thought were wrong that they put up there. And, and really, sports betting, and that's kind of what that is. It's, it's really your opinion versus someone else's. Mm-hmm. And, and if mm-hmm. you do enough research, like I said, you treat it as a business and not entertainment, that's the, that's the problem that most people do. They treat it as entertainment mm-hmm. and not business. But mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it's the black man stock market. Absolutely. That, that's, Absolutely. Yeah, that's the way I look Absolutely. at it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but you seem to have a natural instinct for making a decision. And that's what betting is, too. Or being able to Absolutely. make a decision, and and then not regret that decision that you make, and so so when you when you went into the the, the cannabis business, the medical mm-hmm. medical marijuana business, okay, that had to be a decision had to be made. Now you made the decision to get into it. What are some of the early roadblocks that you didn't encounter? Have kind of like went, man, you got to be kidding me. Well, you know, we've always felt, Sean and myself, Sean and myself, Sean's my partner, we always felt like th- there's always been a, um, you know, when you walk in a room, there's 300 people in the room, and you're one of probably three or four African Americans in the room, we've always felt there's been like roadblocks that are put in place. First yes, of all, sir. the first roadblock that they put up was the $250,000 liquid assets that you had to have. I remember that. And I think, <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of people, what African Americans, what we need to figure out, what we need to understand is, is that, that, you know, they made it seem like you personally had to have that, and that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens is, is that we as African Americans need to pool our money together for that 250000 and get in and not be afraid. I mean, but, you know, we've been smacked around so much in, 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 in the marijuana business period that, um, that, that we're so timid and shy. And I think that, and that's why you see them stepping up and we're not. They don't get harassed like we do. Mm-hmm. So so, mm-hmm. so the, the, the biggest hurdles for us have been, Excuse me. We, we put up our own building. We designed it. Mm-hmm. We built it from scratch. And mm-hmm. um, our, our only biggest hurdle we had was the power company. That was it. Everything else has been smooth sailing. Um, you know, we've represented the state of Nevada very well. Um, obviously, you know, we, we feel like we represent the urban black youth of America, and we wanted to show people that we can come in and do this on a very professional level. Yes, sir. And that, you know, we're not, you're not going to be the ones that are investigating us or we're not going to be selling pounds out the back door. I mean, I mean you, know, uh, you know, I'm very proud to say, like, in our, in our building, um, out of 76 buildings, we had a zero demerit, um, one of four companies that got zero demerits, meaning they didn't find anything wrong with our building. And, and, and I'm, I'm proud of those type of things because, you know, I know they expect us to come in yeah. to do something goofy to, to yeah. mess it off. because you're African-Americans. You know, there's, 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 absolutely, they yeah. get the information not, from CNN. They get the information absolutely. from Fox, you know. A- absolutely. And you know it's yeah, always they, the darker message, you know. that. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's like... It, but, it, we, but, but we understand, we, we represent something bigger. We understand, that, I understand that I represent you. So when I go on my meetings, I... I I mean, you may not be there with me, but I represent you. I love I that. that. I, I yeah. love that because you understand, you know, if a black person shoots another person on the news, I might as well have shot that person too. 
and right. you understand right. that that's the right. role yes. that you play in life and being successful, especially in this very uh, intense business that you're in. We'll be right back with more Larry Smith. Loving this conversation out in Nevada. Because I come to Las Vegas all the time, so are you near Las Vegas, Larry? Oh, oh no, no, we right, we did, we, we smacked that in the city. Okay, cool. Come well, on, guess what? You're going to see me next yeah. time. I stay at the Skyloft when I come to town. We'll be okay, right back okay. with more Larry Smith talking about his career as a visionary. And the man makes a decision, he sticks by it. I want him to talk about that to my listeners because a lot of times we make decisions and we regret it. You can't regret something that was good for your life just because it didn't turn out. I'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations with Larry. Hi, it's Rashawn McDonald. I'm the host of Money Making Conversation. On the phone, I got my man Larry Smith. He's the first ever African-American licensed medical marijuana cultivation farm in Clark County, Nevada. How you doing, Larry? Okay, how are you? I'm doing fine, my friend. Larry, before I left, yes. I wanted to uh, talk about decisions. And I noted that your personality, uh, I feel the reason you are successful because you're willing to make a decision and stick by it. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. Can you tell them um, the value in, um, in, in making that decision and then sticking to it? You know, it, it goes back to the um, to the to the sports betting for me, and and, 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 and you know when you, when you're making a a, a, a bet, it, it's a risk. Yes, sir. So 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 you learn really quick in, in sports betting that that those risks, you, you you make them quick and you, you live by them and you die by them. Mm -hmm. And so it, I think the sports betting truly has helped me in business because um I don't if I have a, a great feeling about something, uh, an intuition, mm -hmm. I, I roll with it. Mm -hmm. And whether I win or lose, uh, listen, I don't have any regrets about it. Um, I, I take the shot. I, I would re I would much rather take the shot than not to take the shot and to look up and go two years later and go, man, I should have did that. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. You know, and, so and, and, you that, and that's when, you know, win or lose. I mean, you, you got to take the shot. I mean, you, you can't win if you don't, if you don't, um, if you don't shoot, if you don't, you don't shoot. Now, you use the word intuition. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of people use the word faith, going out on faith. Mm -hmm. I use the word intuition. When I when I hear the word intuition, it seems like it's more to it than just uh, just a just a just a uh, instinct. It means that you're you're putting together you you're putting together a series of of, of information that you pull together real quick and go. You know, some I feel this is the right decision to make. That that that's that's real important. And how did you gain that skill set? Because your intuition is tied to instinctive information that you know how mm -hmm. to pull together to make that decision for the moment. Like you said, a lot of people, you know, it takes people days to make decisions. It seems to me like it comes together rather quickly for you. You know, I, and what I'll do is, um, I, you know, a lot of times when people bring certain things to me, I'll, I'll sleep on it, and, and then I'll, I'll go from that um, perspective. But intuition, I mean, you know, once again, we go back to being on the block. So when I was younger, you know, you, 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 you know, I would go sit in the corner and there would be some. You know, there's something not right about this. Let me get out of here. Right. You know, and, and, you know I always tell people, you got to listen to that. And a right, lot of right, people right. don't listen to that. And then right. you leave the corner and you find yeah. out, oh, man, they yeah. came over there and they shot. You know, yeah, you're right. like, okay, well, yeah, hold man. on a second here. Like, I was just there. Something told me to leave. Hey, or man, how many the dogs barking over there. Why them dogs barking? Why <laughs> yeah, them dogs yeah, barking? exactly. The oh, dogs oh, ain't ever barking over there. Why they barking today? Okay? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's one of those things that it's just listening to your, your inner self. I mean, I always say that when you close your eyes and you listen, and the soul knows that it's being lied to. 
Mm-hmm. And I and I feel I feel like that um a lot of times that like we don't li- we don't trust ourselves. And that's another thing in, in African American culture, in business, we don't trust ourselves. A mm-hmm. uh, prime example of that is when um when we started, you know, they would tell us, Go to Colorado, these guys are experts in this and that right. my partner Sean, mm-hmm. he he's a union electrician, very smart brother, graduated top of his class. Mm-hmm. And here we are listening to them when he had the answers. And, mm-hmm. I, and I sometimes, I, and something kept telling me, we don't need to listen to them. We can do this right. ourselves. We don't, right. there's no need. We, we need to have a little bit more faith, use that word faith, in ourselves. We need to trust in ourselves and believe in ourselves. And, 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 and go, win or lose, you, take the shot. But the, the, the great thing about you, this is what I love about you. You, 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 don't, you don't deny the natural instincts of street survival that you mm-hmm. have been brought up into you know I come from an inner city I'm very familiar with what you're talking about mm-hmm. and so but did you educate yourself in college you have an AA degree mm-hmm. okay yes so so you respect the process of higher education or extended education and then but you don't deny you, you, you uh, the decision has to come through you now mm-hmm. with that being said exactly how does the process of running a mer- medical marijuana farm how does that get to the customer how does the how do you buy stuff from you how do you get stuff get distributed by you can you explain that process to my listeners yeah so what happens is, is that we actually take the um the the, the cannabis and, and we grow it in our facility yes sir and then what we what we do is then we then we, then we um package everything up in our facility it goes through an extensive testing process here in nevada yes sir and then we take that, we take that, and then we sell it directly to dispensaries at a wholesale price, and then they go ahead and sell it to, to at the retail level. So, so we we can't sell it to anybody off the street. We have to literally sell it to licensed dispensaries here in the state of Nevada. Okay, so so when I people <laughs> people on my Facebook talking about we gonna ride by there and see Larry, <laughs> right, right, you ride by there and get shot. That's what you go after. Right, right, right. <laughs> see Larry. No, we, so basically, we just sell it directly to a, um, a dispensary. Okay, so, so that's how the process works. Now, mm-hmm. now when you were saying that, because it's really interesting, in, 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 in the, in the, so, so, you're, you're, so you process it, you grow it, you process it, then it's tested to make mm-hmm. sure it meets the standard, and then it's distributed. Now, do you have to get on a, can you sell outside the state of Nevada, or are you just limited to selling inside the state of Nevada? No, no, I don't want to see Jeff Sessions. So I- anytime you sell out of the state, anytime you cross lines, that's trafficking at that point. So no, we can't sell. We can't sell. Um, you won't catch me on the news. You're not gonna catch me. I on love, the news. I love that. Hey, 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 hey. I don't know who yeah, listening yeah, no. to this radio show. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, so no, no trafficking. Everything is done within the state. We have to stay within the state of Nevada. As long mm-hmm. as I stay within the state, then, then we can. And as long as they're a legal dispensary. Um, then, then, um, then we can sell. And then for us, our next step is to go ahead and apply for the license to get a dispensary. Mm-hmm. And then that way, we're we're vertically integrated. We can sell it to ourselves. And then that way, it's another way for us to be able to not be knocked out of the game. Because I still feel like they're still trying to keep it a good old boys network. As, Absolutely, as it's, 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 it's so, like the so, oil. It's like oil, like you say. It's like oil. You yeah. know, How, you yeah. know, dude. That's when you can yeah. when you can control. You know the the oil prices, and eventually you'll be able to control. Like you said, this is going to be nationwide, and when that happens, oh, yeah. they're going to be controlling the prices. So that's Absolutely. why I'm proud of the fact that you are able to get in and start your battle now, because right. later on they they're not letting anybody in. 
They're not letting right. anybody in. It's just like, well, it's like and, and, and we we encourage African Americans to man, man, listen, pull your money together in your states, get your groups together, because that's all they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys, they 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 got groups together. They didn't. Some of these, I know some of the guys here in Vegas who who literally were asking me for money two months before, and I'm like, well, hold on, how did he? How did he? How did that happen? And you look up, he's in a group. He's in a group of. Ten guys who one guy put in seventy five thousand, another guy put in one twenty five, and then before you know it, they got their two fifty, and then that way they can start the process. So I mean, we have to stop being afraid. We have to trust each other, pull our money together, and and, and get this done. This is something that we're really good at anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and for mm-hmm. them to come in, and you know, for us, for them to come in and and to dominate it like they're doing, it's very discouraging. But the one thing I can tell you is that we're not going to let them out hustle us, especially you know especially on, on, on this subject matter. I mean, it's something that, that, that African-Americans have done. We've been harassed for it. We, we've, been, we've been put through the ringers for, um, I don't know if you saw the article yesterday with, with they, um, the Georgia players, they had uh, um, less than a uh, penny. It was the size of a penny, and they, they took them to jail for it. So yeah. it, it has to stop, and we've we got to figure out um, how to get in this and, can, and control it a lot better. Okay, cool. Let's talk about the strains. You have, like, you have okay. the strains, okay? And these are different versions of your product, correct? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So, explain to people. So, I'm just trying to educate them about this because I was so excited to get you on this interview because there's always been a curiosity. But I know that let people know this is a normal business. That I, that's why I want to break it down to. This is a business. This is like selling, just going down there selling cookies, or open a bakery, or opening mm-hmm. a bread shop, or open a mechanic shop. You just happen to open up a, a, a cannabis medical marijuana. Uh, form. That's that's right. So so the strains are um every strain is different. And once you get into it, and I wasn't into it before until I you know my partner came to me and and broke everything down and I started doing the research and started touring around and going to places that were already had already started and um and so the strains are very important. The strains mean a lot. So for example, you have strains. There are people that can't sleep at night, and there are certain strains of cannabis that will put you to sleep. There, there are certain strains of cannabis. You know, a lot of people don't understand that a lot of people with cancer, sometimes they can't eat, and mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest problems for them. So there are strains that, are, that, that obviously make you eat. There are strains that will make you get up and move around and be active. Mm-hmm. Um, there are sativas. So, so, so the, I mean, every strain, they're, they're just not just a name that, that they're just naming it. They actually do something. I mean, in, in our research, and what, what, what we pride ourselves on is that we, we, hope, we hope that, you know that you're just not smoking it for the fun of it. We we hope that there's a purpose for you to yes, for you to be um um inhaling. For example, you have people with lupus. I mean, there's strains that help with chronic um chronic pain. I mm-hmm. mean, the governments have known all of these things. They've always just kept it tight. I mean, the government literally has patents on on cannabis strains. Mm. So that that should tell you a lot about you know how <laughs> we've been kind of deceived. Yes. You know, so they know they know a lot. Um, and and the strains are are, are um, for us. We have a lot of high um sativa strains because in vegas that's what the kind of the market calls so yes, people sir. want to come here be active um but for us it'll always be medical um and, and we want to make sure that by it being medical that that if you do have an ailment if you aren't sleeping or you have chronic pain and we can take that level of pain from a 10 to a 3 that day then we feel like we've kind of done our job i mean i'm not sitting i'm not going to tell you that we're over here trying to cure cancer because we're not at that level yet yes sir um but but if we can if we can give you a better quality of life and, and that's what it's all about right now that's all absolutely about. yeah and that's really important. It, it is medicine yeah don't let anybody tell this is that you have your stoners you have your guys that want to get high as a kite but you have there's a lot of people that truly use this for um, medicine you we have um 
uh, we'll be put, I'm doing a production license here coming up in the next two months, mm-hmm. and, and th- we have candies that, that we make that um, that we feel like they'll be really good for PTSD, mm-hmm. and, and all they do is they relax you, they calm you down. You, you, you can drive, you can do everything, you, you can function. It, it has very minimal t- um, mm-hmm. um, TAC in it, a lot of CBD, mm-hmm. and, and it, does, it just gives you a very common effect. Mm-hmm. Or for someone who's normally antsy or right or, um, hyper tense, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Let me, let me before I go, I want to, I want to talk about it because it's been a nice journey talking to you because of the fact that you you're so normal and and when I say normal, that's because you're in a very intense business and there seems like an amazing level of calmness to you. And when I say that, because of the fact that when I look at your philanthropic side, I want I want to tell I want you to tell me why is that important that you're involved with the. Latino organization, the Andre Agassi, like you said early on, you was buying these houses back in the community, fixing them up and putting people in. Why is that important to you, Larry? Why, what, what was driving you in that direction? Well, you know, you know, I, you know, I, when I grew up, I played, um, I played basketball. Yes, and I went on to play a little junior college, and I always thought, man, I, you know, the, the thought was, man, I want to make it big and be able to get back to my community. And then, yes, you know, I started realizing you don't have to go play basketball or football to be an entertainer to, to be able to give back to your community. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like that, um, you know, my grandmother used to always tell me that you never know when people are watching, and so um, I, I feel like that's the best form of. Um, imitation and flattery is that when people are watching you so I, I wanted to show people that I don't want to talk about anything anymore I want to do so yes, when I said I wanted to start buying houses and buying them and putting them back in my neighborhood and building and up building them up that's what I started to do mm-hmm. um, you know as far as giving to the community there's a lot of stuff that I do that I that I'll put out there publicly and there's mm-hmm. stuff that I don't ever want to get out there mm-hmm. but um, it, it's one of those things that I wanted to show people that I don't worship the money. I worship the people, mm-hmm. and, and 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 that's a big thing for me. It's like you know, sometimes we we start. Everyone wants to make all this money, and and it just sits there. So for me, I wanted to be able to, I, you know, I wanted to I want to be able to do something that that you're gonna really when I'm dead and gone, you're gonna remember, and you're gonna be able to pass it on. I want you to understand that that this money comes into your account and usually leaves right away. Right. So it's not yours. Mm-hmm. So, but there, but there, but there are things you can do to improve your community. There are things that you can do, and and all you have to do is show them. You can, you you can, you can show. I I, I built a learning center in my neighborhood, wow. and it's free. Doesn't cost anything. Um, I pay for everything over there, and I want it. I want it. I, I don't want there to be any more excuses in our community. It's free. If you need tutoring in math, it's free. Wow. If it's if you need English, if I mean. It's free. We, 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 we keep putting a dollar value on things that we really don't have to. If all of our people pull together and build those things and let us stop de- depending on other people, the city, the county, the grants, to start helping us and start helping ourselves, I think as a people we'll be in a, a much better um, situation. So I, I just look at it like instead of me telling you what I'm going to do or, or let's talk about this grant that we're going to do, let's just do it. No, no, more, um, no, 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 more, no more talking about it. Let's just do it. We can do it. We don't. We we have enough resources in our community. I, I say this because um, in our in our when we built our building, yes, we sir. hired all African Americans yes, to sir. do the work. So we had a plumber, African American plumber. We had African American drywall. We had African American. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing we didn't have was the concrete. Mm-hmm. But but we had our we were able to pay our people from our neighborhoods mm-hmm. that looked like us that were weren't working. And they did a great job, obviously. And then, you know, same thing with my homes. Mm-hmm. We, we, we have people, you have people in your neighborhood, electricians, plumbers, and we just need to give them a, ch- a chance and, and, and show that, you know, that we're honorable and we can do the right thing. Larry, I have a segment on my um, social media. Got over 700,000 followers called, where I, uh, yeah. I spotlight individuals who make a difference. I wish you do me the honor of spotlighting you. So on Mondays, 
Um, you know, I just, I just tell your story with pictures. Um, you, you're, just, you're special, young man. You're a very special, Thank you, young brother. man. Thank you. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you uh, allowing me to tell some of your story because your story is way bigger than 30 minutes, my friend. Right. And I want to honor you uh, by letting people learn more about you in 2018 on my social media format. So my, my team will be contacting you, Adele, and uh, we're okay. going to do something. Because that, that, that learning center man yeah. and the community brother, come on. The world yeah. just needs to know that somebody's out there caring. Right. If they want to spotlight right. this, what you're doing over at G5, let's spotlight what you're doing <laughs> over here, Larry Smith thank in you, the bro. community. We talk thank soon, you, my bro. friend. God okay, bless you, you okay? All right, tax time. If you got any tax questions, it's the end of the year. You know, anything you want to learn how to file, she's coming up next. Start logging on to my Facebook with your tax questions because Laura Fuse is coming up. It's the end of the year. She's my certified tax expert, Laura Fuse. Cool. This is Rashawn McDonald. I'm back, my last break. Last half hour, we should say the last half hour, and it's going to be about taxes, it's about uh, getting your life right, uh, lining up time management, all those good things. If you have any questions, please go to Money Make at Money Make Conversations, put your put, a, put in the comment section, and we will respond to them. Go to the at Money Making Conversation in the Facebook section. I see the screen right in front of you. If you put a question in, I'll respond to you. I see my man Preston Ayers, uh, Adrian. Uh, I've been responding to all this cracking jokes about this cultivation. Uh, Moses Garcia has been responding today. Sharon Jean Nickerson has been responding today. Well, let me get my next guest online because I'm telling you something. This young lady can talk. The first time I brought her on the show, she's with one of her business partners. But she talks so much, I realized I can't ever bring her on the show but by herself. So my next guest is a single mother and the queen of time management. You'll find out why. She went from bankruptcy to businesswoman. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, my most popular guest, Laura Fuse. <laughs> Hello. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> Thank you for having me back on. <laughs> good, good, Laura. First of all, we get started. How's your mom? How's she doing? Let's get that, get that love, get those prayers out there. Everything yes, good there? thank you. She's doing well. I appreciate that. She's doing well. We're doing good. Thank you. But tell her I said hi, you know, because I, I know she always, she always said, Rashawn McDonald, I'm going to pray for that boy. He gonna make you. He gonna get you there, baby. He gonna get you there. He gonna be the one. Thank you. <laughs> well, reason I brought you on the show again it was tax time, but also I wanted to bring out a couple of things that that you do that I think is important when people start talking about, oh, I'm too busy, or they keep talking about their dreams, and they say they don't even have time for their dreams. And you seem to have mastered the ability to do very significant. Jobs that will basically be full-time jobs for certain individuals. I just found out the other day by Mary Kay Cosmetics. <laughs> so I didn't even know about Mary Kay, and so I got to start buying my Mary Kay stuff from you. You know, so so know that know your boy gonna be start making his Mary Kay purchases. You know, because you know, I'm in the business. I I buy makeup and stuff like that for when I do these shoots and everything. People and go, they have a full line of men's. <clears throat> you know, they have everything for men as well. I was like, don't worry, I'm gonna be buying. I'm, I'm the man. I know what I'm buying from you. Know, people, what are you really shine buying for little Mary Kay? <laughs> hey, don't worry about it. I'm buying makeup. Makeup. <laughs> This is covering up this old face. This old face got some parts that need to be covered up when I take uh -oh. pictures. 
But, but uh, I got you covered. Thank I got you. you so, covered. so you'll be my Mary Kay person from now on because it always, because I travel so much and you know, you can't buy Mary Kay in the stores and you got to go to a representative to get the product because I went into Ulta. Ulta? And yes. I went, and I, I showed this lady on a little tube of Mary Kay. She said, we don't sell Mary Kay, sir. I go, okay, I'm sorry. Let me get out of here. I'm, I'm looking like a crazy person right now. So you'll be here for me. So a couple of things I want to bring back, you know, a fact that, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're in the death business. Let's yes. just say this title out like That's that. That's a full-time corporate career. That's full-time corporate. plus hours a week. Yeah. How many hours a week? Forty plus. Hours a week, forty plus career. hours a week. Now, that's write that down, y'all. That's forty <laughs> plus hours a week. Okay, she's also in the beauty salon business, full time service salon, and they have a business supply store. How many hours a week is that? Um, and that is ongoing. You know, when you're a business owner, that that could be all day, every day. Now, I'm not physically at the salon because yes, you met my other three partners. So yes, that's their full-time careers. Yes, ma'am. Um, but when it's your own business, you're on call every day, all day. There's okay. no days off. Okay. But now dedicated hours, I'm probably at the salon, you know, maybe five to ten hours a week. Okay. Um, and then events. Of course, we have events that we try to, you know, be involved in the community. Mm -hmm. So normally if you look at my Facebook page or Instagram page, yes, I'm out all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just to just promote all the businesses just, and support just, other businesses. Just being photogenic, huh, Laura? Just ah! I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> and then, we, and we talked about. Now let's talk about your, your your tax and financial business. Yes. So the tax business. Now, of course, we are um, a full. We're an all year tax um, prepared tax preparation service. We do bookkeeping. We do payroll. I just focus on taxes for individuals and small businesses. Yes, ma'am. Um, but we are available all year long, and I think when people are looking for tax preparers, you don't have to use me. Hopefully you do. Mm -hmm. um, but just make sure that they're available, that when you call them, if you need help in October or November, someone answers the phone. They reply to your email. They get back to you. Um, because you could receive letters from the IRS, you know, at the end of the year, and you can't just have those tax offices that they're only open January to May. Mm -hmm. um, or they do taxes at home under, and they might use turbo taxes at home and just put self-prepared, and then when you have an issue, you'll never find them again. So I also just caution people about choosing their tax preparer wisely. But, yeah, so normally I focus on that a lot of the year, um, January through May, and then I'm available all year long um, for other people who are maybe filing late or filing with an extension. So, so like, I'm going to tell you something. I've never, you know, I'm just, I have a degree in mathematics, but I'm intimidated. I will tell you the truth. I'm intimidated when it comes to filing taxes. <laughs> why am I intimidated? Why, why does, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there like me. Why, why is that? What's that big fear? Well, I think the big fear is everyone is scared of those large numbers, and everybody has this big, huge, you know, nightmare about the IRS, that if the IRS sends you a letter or if you get audited, <laughs> oh, my God. And it is not like that. The IRS, my biggest thing is if, any, if you do get any letter, now, remember, the IRS is not going to email you and they're not going to call you. So there are people that send scams through emails and phone calls. They're not going to do that. 
you will get a letter in the mail from the IRS. And the biggest thing is do not ignore the letter. That's when you call your tax preparer or if you can't get in contact with them, then you call me and say, I need help. The biggest thing is do not ignore their letters. If you communicate with the IRS, they will work with you forever. You could be on a payment plan, um, and they will certainly work with you, but you just have to respond. Do not ignore the IRS. I'm going to tell you, girl, as soon as I see an IRS letter, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. It could be, a, it could be one of the, with a lottery-winning letter in front of it. I'm, I'm knocking it out the way to find out what the IRS want with me. Right. And sometimes it's something small. I mean, sometimes they just want more information. A lot of times it is not a big deal. And if you have a tax prepared, we're going to help you get it together. We're going to write the letter. We're going to mail it in. You're going to call in a couple weeks, make sure they got it, and it's done and over with. Right. So the IRS, we do not need to be scared of the IRS. Okay. I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying. Okay, big timer. I'm going to ride it out. But I'm yes. scared to death. And I'm going to need people like you. And so, yes. and so I'm going to just tell you, make that part of your campaign. If you're afraid, I'm the one to calm your fear. That should be your motto with taxes. Okay, that's going to be my that, motto. That's your motto. Don't, 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 don't tell people. They should be afraid. That's how you get their <laughs> revenue. We should stay afraid. That's what I'm here for. I'm right. here to, to calm your life. You need me in your life. See, I got to, 2018, we're going to be talking so much because I got to just change your whole format because you're just giving away money. Don't be afraid. Tell people they should be afraid. Yes, you should be because afraid. You need me. You need me. Because it's amazing that, because you got some great things coming up that's when we come back on the other side of the commercial break. We're gonna talk about your your Instagram live, your Facebook live. We're gonna start talking about these campaigns because twenty eighteen is about building your brand. Twenty eighteen yes, it it's time that you become a star, young lady, because your personality <laughs> is amazing, it's infectious. I, I, I truly, truly respect and appreciate who you are as an individual. I, I respect your business partners. I've yes, always appreciated the support y'all gave us all those years at the Neighborhood Awards. But more importantly, in 2018, it's all about you, Laura. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the campaigns that you have in place so people can show you how you're going to help them and also to let them know if they're afraid of the IRS, come to me. That's what's going to be come to me. <laughs> Hi, this is Sean McDonald. I'm back on the phone. I have the one and only, the queen of time management, straight out of D.C. He's from bankruptcy to businesswoman, one of my most popular guests on Money Making Conversation. Laura, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Let's, let's get some questions here that you prepared, that you felt that were very important for people to uh, have you respond to. As, as 2017 comes to an end, is there anything we can do to affect our taxes for this year? Um, I, I would say, so we have like two weeks left for this year. So if you want to change your tax situation, so of course the only thing we can do is try to reduce our taxable income. And a way that we can do that is by increasing our itemized deductions, which would be to make donations to a charity. Um, and that everybody could go this weekend and clean out your closet while you're on vacation next week. Just make sure you get it to Goodwill, the Purple Heart, get a receipt. Um, you can also, because we can write off um, some of your doctor's bills, hospital mm -hmm. bills, maybe pay some of those bills before the end of the year if you're able to. Um, but the biggest thing is you can still make donations. And then if you're self-employed, 
um, and you need to defer some of that income, maybe you can wait till the last week in December to send out invoices so then you get that income next year. Mm, uh, that's maybe we're better important. prepared tax-wise. So you got to clean out that bank account. income or increase our itemized deduction. Right. That's what I recommend for the next two weeks. Yeah, that's, that's really important. You know, if you're self-employed, you cannot leave money in that account because they just tax it. Just tax exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. Tax it, and yes. that's that's important. Is this is sometimes I I I actually will pay some accounts like the first quarter of the upcoming year. Yes. Because that's a, that's a trick that I do. I call some of my customers. I said, "Do you mind me paying you for the first quarter? Or do you right. mind me paying you in January instead of December?" Can I pay you early so I can get this tax out and I can write the tax off now? And they agree with this. So that's, that's, that's yes. a technique that I do right there. Uh, yes. What do we need to do to prepare to file our 2017 taxes? What do we have to do for preparation? Because um, I think the biggest thing, because so many people are going to be off during the holiday season, mm -hmm. so just get yourself prepared. Get yourself an organized, an organize, like a file system or a file somewhere, because you know all of those important documents begin to come in the mail in January. And all the time when you come to me or your tax preparer, a lot of times they don't have a W-2, they're missing a 1099. So get a safe, secure place now, and then just have a folder there. So as they come in the mail, you don't have to do anything with it, just throw it in that folder. That makes my life a lot easier. Also, while you're on holiday, if you were not diligent in saving all of those receipts or putting them in an organized file system during the year, mm -hmm. begin to get those together because more so now um, with all these different smart systems with the IRS, they, they do want to have receipts. We need to have receipts to back up all of those itemized deductions. So that's a great time while you're on holiday vacation to pull those out. So then we're not having to file an extension for you when the IRS opens. You're ready to start filing at end of January, beginning of February. I guess I should say, what's the mistake that people do that's normal? I mean, it's the, it's the same mistake they make all the time. You go, I, if I see this mistake one more time, I'm going to just... I would say the biggest mistake is thinking that me, their tax preparer, is a miracle worker. Now, I, <laughs> I am here, and just know your tax preparer, yes. As your tax preparer, I work for you. I do not work for the IRS. Mm -hmm. I work for you, and there, I am there to advise and work through and, you know, discuss your situation with you confidentially, of course. However, I cannot work miracles when you come to me with your W-2 from last year and you made $50,000 this year and had no taxes withheld. Woo! So you have the three kids and all kinds of deductions. There's nothing that I can do, you know. So, I mean, there are things that we can do, but for, for the taxpayer and myself to be legitimate and not end up in jail, there's only so much we can do. So the biggest thing is know that everyone, we have to pay taxes. And I'm going to work with you to minimize how much taxes you're paying, but you have to have taxes withheld from those W-2s. Or if you're self-employed, you have to pay tax on that money. So that's the biggest mistake, yeah, I they think. Try to take, they try to take all the whole check. They try to take the whole check with them. Yes, yes, all the time. <laughs> I have quite a few clients that do that. And then they think I'm a real miracle worker because after I educate them and explain and ask them to change it for the next year, they still don't change it for the next year. So, oh, my goodness. But that is the biggest mistake that people make thinking, you know. But that's, a, that's the issue as to why we're going to be, and I'm sure we'll get to 
um, my live videos and what we want to work on in 2018. Oh, okay. It's because okay, people oh, no. We've transitioned to the live okay. video. You you know, you smooth now. <laughs> you smooth now, Laura. Let's talk about these live videos here. Have you been doing them already? Well, I did for a long time in 2017. We were doing Tax Tip Tuesday. Okay. Um, and How those were fun. But, of course, you know that I talk way too much, and I do get off track a little bit. There you go. Um, so this year I'm going to try to be more focused on the topic we're supposed to be talking yeah. about. <laughs> really talk so so let, let me ask you how they work because because i'm working with a very talented lawyer here in atlanta named joy farrell the farrell law firm yes and i she, found her and i went and stopped her page she's amazing she's amazing yes she gets like you know i've seen her get up to like three hundred thousand views and yes. she deals with family divorce situation how to deal with your children and everything you know she's found and plus she's just she's just an engaging person and i feel that you're an engaging person but you gotta let people tell a story and respond to them, though, Laura. You, yeah. See, see, you gotta, you can't be the star. Your information has to be the star. That's that's what we gotta work with you because you're so talented. <laughs> I remember when I was watching Jay Leno when he first took over for Johnny Carson, and when he would come on the show, the guests were just laughing at him, and then from then the executive producer had to pull him aside and say, "Hey, Jay, you're too funny." And, huh? He said, "They didn't. We need the, the guests to come on the show, and they need to be the star, and you need to be the host." Right. Because they're the reason we can do this every night. You can't be funny every night. And he went, oh. So the same thing here with you. See, Joy has just figured out that, you know, some of my information is the star. And people, yeah. and you go to her site. You go to her website, her Facebook, and you go, wow, these numbers are incredible. Okay? And so, yeah. and she doesn't even have a, a huge social media following. So it's all about people finding you, sharing you, and just connecting with you. So it's important that as we build your brand out, let's, let's, because I want to work with you. I want to work with you. You're, you're, I'm a fan of yours. I, I just feel that it, it, it's just to, to, to build you and to get you in the right direction, I think, will be a blessing and for so many people because you really I do care. That. So, so the important thing is for us to figure out who you are and what message you're trying to put out there in the yes. tax season. So people, let me ask you, so can, can you break down like certain people that, that like, you know, like, you know, they're, they're, they're single parents, they're single mom, they're divorced. They're so you say it in a nutshell, which sounds like it was pretty small, uh, uh, individual taxes and small businesses. Yes. Can we expand that? When you would say individual taxes, what is that? What is, exactly does that mean when you say that? So when I say individual taxes, that's, you know, everyone who goes to work. You know, everyone who goes to work, whether you're an employee or self-employed, you have to file an individual tax return. Even for um, my good friends that work from home, they have their own side business, maybe they're earning cash at home. And the first dollar that you earn in these United States of America, you have to pay taxes on that. So you mm -hmm. would file an individual, mm -hmm. um, an individual tax return. So mm -hmm. everybody has to file an individual tax return. Mm -hmm. And then if they have side businesses mm -hmm. um, or small businesses where they, you know, are self-employed, then mm -hmm. they would do a business return. Okay, cool. So, so let's shoot for January 9th. Okay. A launch. That's a Tuesday, okay? Yeah. Let's do for January ninth. Let's let's get your let's get your artwork together. because you know that's when people they need information, what to do with your taxes, what to do with your tax returns and all that. But we gotta we gotta let everybody know they need to come to you. Stop telling people stop being afraid of taxes. I don't want them <laughs> to be afraid because they need to come to you so you can calm them down. Your goal yeah. is to calm them down and let them understand that you can win if by listening to me by bringing your business to me. 
So January 9th, so, you know, Samantha going to reach out to you. We're going to talk over the holidays because okay. it's a ramp up because we got to start promoting the week in advance. So we can get this. I'm going to share you on my Money Making Conversations page. We're going to get this brand rolling because I, I think it's a, it's a blessing to have you in my life. I, I enjoy you. You're like I said, you're one of my most popular guests. Every time you come over, you deliver with energy. You deliver with information. And let's see if we can just take it to the next level of 20 um you know, in 2018. If you if yes, you cool I'm with ready. it, I'm cool with I'm it, Laura. Excited. I'm cool with it. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you all. And I gotta contact you over the holidays by my Mary Kay. Okay. Yes, I got you covered. So I appreciate you. You know, <laughs> team. Tell your mom hi. Tell her I'm thinking about you. I got my prayers over the holidays. She will see a new year. And the years will. after thank that you too. So much. And tell the team down there at Salon de Couture. Hey. I love them too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Bye bye. You All guys, right. that's Money Making Conversations. As always, Money Making Conversations is a show for you. I'll be back next week doing my thing. My thing is to give you information to win with. If you don't know how to win, listen to my show. I give you the steps to take you to the next level of life with information that you can understand, information that you can break down and share with your friends. Because guess what? Success shouldn't be something that you enjoy by yourself. It should be shared. That's what I do on Money Making Conversations. I share the information that I have so everybody can benefit. See you next time. Hear you next time. Talk to you next time on Money Making Conversation. Bye-bye. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.